Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Music's playing, believe me. Three, two, one. Oh, what's going on, everybody? Welcome to episode 854 of Flow Wrestling Radio Live. I'm your host, Christian Piles, joined today by uh, quite a quite a crew today. Um, one, you'll see to my right, there's nobody because JD Raider is late. Now, <laughs> now I know it's, he's going to come in and say the following. I was in a fender bender, but I'll have you know that this man texted me prior to the Fendi bendy that he was going to be arriving at 8.14 a.m., one minute before the show is set to start. Uh-huh. So do I have any sympathy? And would his bender be fended had he been 10 well, minutes he early? Hurt. Or if he got hurt, he got, he got hit. So, um, you know, the person behind him was probably also going too fast. Yes, yes. So, um... I'm obviously a very sympathetic person when it comes to things like this. Uh, but we're joined today. We have two special guests. Ben Askren, he's always here. You know him. I'm the not funky a special one. guest anymore. I'm, you're I'm just a special. You're special, podcast. but you're not a guest. I might show up for work more than you do. You're right. Hey, I'm not going to be here tomorrow. I didn't even tell you that. But Shane Sparks <laughs> is here. That's what I'm talking about. Shane Sparks is here, and Caleb Davis-Piles is here. He's in the mix. He's the reason I'm not going to be here tomorrow. Where are you guys going? We're going to the well. We're going. We're not going to the Astros game. We're going to the Astros watch party at Minute Maid Park because the game's in Philadelphia. So we're gonna go to that. Oh my gosh! Look at tonight. Caleb there. You got the headphones on and everything. Say hey, Caleb. <laughs> Hello. Is there like some big baseball games going on or something? The 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 World oh, Series. You see, Shane's got his uh, his Atlanta Braves hat. The oh, Astros Braves. Oh yeah. The Astros are useless against the NL East collectively. Yeah. Yeah, NL East has had a good run against the Astros. It was a year ago today that uh, the Braves won the World Series. So I'm glad they got one because it's hard to get them. It's hard to get them. The Astros. What's that? They're going to win two in a row? No, they're not. No, right now it's the Astros and Phillies. Phillies won again last night. Astros are a big, big favorite, but uh, Philly is is just, it's sports. Timing, they're they're red hot, confidence, and uh, they're swinging the sticks. Baseball is one of those sports, like if you're really into gambling, whatever team has the longest odds in the playoffs, you may as well throw some money on them because who who really knows? It's so it, it insane. Is. I mean, last year, the Braves, after 100 games, I want to say were under 500. I believe they were 50 what? and 51 they were, yeah, after 100 so- games. Pretty big sample size. At that time, their chances of winning a World Series were point zero three percent or point three was yeah. less than 1%. Less than 1%, they lost their MVP, Ronald Acuna. They go on this unbelievable run. They get it done. Philly this year wins 87 games, third in the NL East. 
Nobody's talking about him, but I will say this. Being a Braves fan, the Phillies and Braves played in the first round. I never felt good about it. And I normally feel really good about the Braves. And in the last two decades, this is one of the best Braves teams. They won over 100 games. They were really yeah, good. good. But I said to Andy Hamilton after the first game, Philly had beaten the Braves in the first game. And I go, you know what, Andy? I got a really bad feeling. And I go, I also have a really weird feeling that Bryce Harper is going to just carry these guys. And he wow. missed a good chunk of the season with a thumb injury. So it's like, it's impossible to predict. So Christian, I would say this, piggybacking off your gambling point, if you gamble on baseball in the playoffs, you have a gambling problem. <laughs> be good because it is so win, unpredictable. Right? It, you yeah. just don't know. You just don't know. I mean, you don't know. Yeah. But I, sure. I hope for Caleb's sake, uh, being a you know, being a little, you know, being younger and having your team make the World Series and, and win a World Series would be really cool. It would be, it would yeah. be awesome. We'll see. Let me ask you this question: Are The Astros still cheating? Remember where they were cheating a little few years back? They, they, I will say this: I am, uh, in a lot of these teams, you can go back over the years and find different examples, but uh, they, they definitely that is one of the bigger cheating scandals in in baseball history. And I would say this for the Astros. That's the year they won it. They've got, what is it? Six, six straight trips to the ALCS. If they don't win, if they don't win, they will never be validated. They got to have this one. They, yeah. they really do. And they're good. I mean, I, I think this, this Houston Astros pitching staff, it might be the best pitching staff depth-wise in baseball history. It's that it's, good. Oh, I mean, come on, come on. They, it's not. No, it's not. In so baseball good. history. In baseball history, that Astros pitching staff is is phenomenal. So good. But but it reminds me a little bit, a little bit of those Atlanta Braves teams in the 90s. They were so good. But John they, Smoltz. With John Smoltz, Tom yeah. they, they had a great team, but they got one World Series. They, they won it in 95. But here's the other thing too with baseball, that the postseason is a different is a different it's a different game, mm -hmm. and that's why a team like the Astros, as good as they are, when, when you're that, it, it, it definitely narrows the gap uh, in postseason in, in a five or seven game series. And I mean, the Astros are so good because over 162 games they got depth. Yeah, but uh, it's it's a good series. Yeah, we'll see what happens tonight. We are joined uh, by J.D. Raider. Oh, there he is. <laughs> his, his, bad, his computer's about to die. He's an absolute mess right now. You're lucky I got my charger today. Here, let me give, let me give this guy some juice. Explain to me, uh, explain to me your, your, uh, your car troubles. What happened? I am a fender bender survivor this morning. <laughs> wow. How's your neck, J.D.? How's your neck? It's fine. It's fine. No, <laughs> don't want? say that. <laughs> Now my fender on James the other Jane hand is hanging Jane on by the commit fraud live on air. No, yeah. don't even get me started. Don't even get me started <laughs> on people that do that. <laughs> Whoa, it's terrible. It was literally the uh, last turn in. I was turning left to come on to uh, airport here, man. and uh, next thing I know, there's a Tahoe <laughs> going through my fender. You know what? Ten minutes earlier, you get here on time. Maybe I you're... know, I know. And you know the crazy part is, it's <laughs> I was running late because. Colleen's car is in the shop, so I had to take oh her gosh. to work to oh drop drop goodness. her off this morning. Okay, so you actually have a decent excuse helping out helping out your girl. Um, I I just can't imagine the guy that hit you when he gets out of the car and sees you. At least I mean, he, it's like 
you hit Mag, you hit Magnum PI, you hit Tom Selleck. <laughs> Well, JD's five two, so it's not it's not, it's not quite Tom Selleck, but JD's yeah. a little more than five two, right? He is, he is from middle, yeah, probably five five. JD, five, we five. got five five, five, five with, his, with his boots on. Yeah, he has a go. lot of he has a lot of boots. So we already have. I don't know if you know this, but uh, Ben probably does. The season is underway. Little Rock got things Baby, going. Baby, three and, AWA wrestlers Citadel. going off last night for Little Rock. Let's <laughs> go. Say something. We got, Who did what? I see the Bianchi got, duo. We got two Bianchi brothers. One got a tech fall. One got a 14-point win. And then Mason, the real deal, got uh, the tech fall at 184. So I'm excited for them. Uh, they're all rocked up. I know Keith Gothard's probably pumped up. Yeah, what's Keith saying? He's got to be going wild in the, going in the wild. chat. This is a, yeah. this is a big I mean, game. it was a Division Two opponent they beat up on. But uh, I love that they got the season started on uh, November 1st. Tremendous. It's good to beat any team up. That's what you do. Yes. Um, a lot mm-hmm. of teams... Or have a little softer start to their schedule. Very common. Remember uh, the, uh, uh, what was the event called that you guys loved? Um, Iowa City Duels. <laughs> Iowa City Duels. That was so ridiculous. Like, they would do five duels and, like, three matches out of 50 would be competitive. It was like, what is even happening right yeah. now? Yeah, you just, like, pray there's, like, a Pat Downey or a Richie Lewis on the <laughs> Iowa Central team or whatever. For real. Um, maybe get a, get a competitive bout. Uh, um, yeah, you know what's even weird? You always think, okay, soft start, but imagine being these teams that are like the lambs being thrown to the slaughter. Like, man, I start my season against Iowa. It's like, what a way yeah. to get it going. Yeah, I wonder what it would be like to be one of those teams. I've never been one of those teams, so I, I can't. Like college football. Like, let's go in yeah. and battle a little bit, and then I guess, you know, obviously so I'm the schedule they don't will get lighter after that. Football. I don't know. Yeah, yeah, you probably don't get paid, like. The, the double whammy is when you like pay a team like two million dollars and they come to your place you. and beat you. That is like <laughs> that's like a the ultimate for and any that's team. That's happened a lot this season. App State, um, who'd they beat? Someone good. Yeah, they beat somebody good. Uh, Notre Dame. What? I think Texas A and M. I think had it happen to them once or twice. It seems like. Yeah. Yeah. Little Rock's got it. They, they're gonna, they're going to get into it though because they got the Jacksonville yeah. thing. So they also Campbell, Iowa State, and Chattanooga. And then they got there at that Mizzou tournament that you guys are covering, uh, uh, November twelve, and that's I think six or seven teams, something like that. So they got some good ones coming up. So I wanted to get into uh, uh, a couple things. The Citadel got going against uh, Queens as well. Those are the two duels that uh, is started. Queens that one that they're going D one now. I think they are. Yes, they are. Yeah. When though? Who's like, the coach there? Next year? This year? I think. This year they might be postseason eligible. Maybe not till next year. I can't remember. Queens wrestling. Yeah, I'm, I don't know. I'm Google to also. be honest. Um, it's funny, like how many smaller division ones have kind of gotten added because you have Presbyterian. You got uh, what Long Island? Long Island. Is that the name of the college? Mm-hmm. You Cal got Baptist. Queens. Bell Bell Armin, Cal Bap. You got kind of a lot of these smaller D ones. So like uh, the numbers for Division One oh. is uh, is slowly growing here. So Rob Tate. Is the head wrestling coach? Okay. His and, uh, email. Linda was his email is. Too. His email is tater at queens.edu because it's Tate R. It just says tater. <laughs> tater tot. Um, coach Tate. I I don't think I've had the pleasure. This man has. He's got some long flowing locks. Look at this guy. He does. Tyler could maybe pull it in later on. Um, Anyway, Guys, so we're gonna get Presbyterian. Are they wrestling now? Yeah, uh, yes, I think. 
Pretty sure they were at conference last year. They were at SoCon. Yeah. Okay. They're in the mix. Yeah. They're in the mix. Yep. So I wanted to do a, a couple things on the show. One, I like doing, we're going to continue the, the countdown, counting down the teams. We're into the top 10. Uh, the number 10 team is Northwestern, so we should get to them at a minimum. I made lines because I just, because I'm not going to be here tomorrow. Oh, we're doing this oh, already? Not gonna we're tomorrow. doing this? I'm not going to be here tomorrow. Bray, Bray will be on. So I was like, man, I'll make some lines. I think I did a good job. You can um, you can criticize them if you want. These are some of the bigger matches. There could be bigger matches this week, but I'm kind of like, I don't think these guys will be there. Like, um, I don't think Austin O'Connor and Bryce Andonian are both going to go to the Southeast Open. I don't think we'll see O'Connor. It's probably a safe bet. I don't see Makai Lewis wrestling uh, against um, Lout. Uh, there, there are other good what ones. If we do, though. But if we do, we'll, we will just live a life of regret, Ben. That's where we're going to be. Is Long um, Island D1 eligible this year also? I don't know if they're, I don't know if they're uh, eligible or not. I think they are. Okay. I hope so. It's a weird thing when these teams switch to D one and then they're not allowed to compete. There's Rob Tate. So look weird. At, look at Tater. How many years? Queens. You like that hair? Love it. Love like it so much hair. Lindenwood making the transition. It's like they can't Thanks compete forever. at D one nationals for four years. Why are you punishing Why? a team? Yeah. What did up? they? It's not like they're going down. If they're going down, I would understand. Of it's course. like okay, that's yeah, that makes sense. But um. So, uh, EIWA, uh, Long Island is in the EIWA. They have it on the schedule, so I'm assuming they're D1 eligible. Yes, um, I think Fair so. Guess, right? Okay. Um, where do we want to go right now? Do we want to go to the to lines? Um, I Caleb love could, lines. Look. Oh, my gosh. Caleb made the background of his Google a picture of Rob Tate. Go ahead. I don't know how he found that so fast. There, that's just Rob Tate's face there. So big Rob Tate fan, Caleb Piles. That's funny, isn't it? Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, why don't we do Why don't we do these best matches lines? You want to start with that? Yes. Let's get it. I do. Let's Let's get it. All right. The biggest match of the week, I think, bar none, that is going to happen is Dean DJ Hamity versus David Carr. Um, these two did not wrestle last no. year. That I could. Yeah, they did different not. Different weight classes. Different weight classes. So that's the main reason. Um, so I set the line at car minus two and a half. What? Really? Yeah. You think that's too much? You really like Hamity in this one. Uh, yeah, I don't know if you guys noticed he had a really good year last year. Yeah. And D- David Carr's a, <laughs> David Carr's a national champion. Do you think this is like a toss-up? Um, I think it's going to be very competitive. So uh, I'm I'm gonna look up how many I feel, I feel as though uh, yeah, three point win is did not lose to very many people by more than uh, uh, that many points. So he lost to Shane Griffith relatively decisively. I guess he lost to Marinelli by three the first time. He lost three the first time, won the second time, mm-hmm. um, and then injury defaulted the third time. Lost to Amin by two points. So he only okay. Griffith beat him by yeah. six. Um, yeah. Bull beat him by three. Yeah, those are the biggest, most lopsided losses he he suffered. Yeah. Well, because I want to go car. I think car's gonna win the match, but I mm-hmm. feel like it's gonna be competitive. So now now I'm uh, very split on which way to go. Where are you going, JD? Going so we can keep up with this. Yeah. So my my as I think about this, um, Matt. Well, let's go to Shane. Shane, what do you think about this one? I, I think I would take Hamity with the points. Yeah. 
he's in the Big Ten. So yeah, I, I mean, one of the things about Hamity, I mean, this is kind of what happened in the in the first um, Marinelli match is, you know, he's gonna he's gonna keep trying to win, and so I think he, I, I'm pretty sure it was he gave up a late takedown or something to lose by three. Otherwise, it would have been closer, I, I think, or maybe it was by two, and then he had right time giving up also something to that effect. Um, I don't really see him riding. He he is pretty good on top, but Carr, I don't recall Carr getting ridden for any significant period of time ever. Um, and positionally, Carr moves really well. So yeah, I'll go Carr, go Carr by three. Yeah, see, I, I'm envisioning Carr's maybe up one late, and Hamity's coming hard, and and one last reattack to put up yeah. three, and there's the ride out. So mm-hmm. I think Carr. Love Hamity. It's it's a huge test for Carr up up at this weight class. He has wrestled at seventy four kilograms a lot, so it's not like it's a it's not going to shock his system. And I think his style is going to yeah. be fine uh, up at one sixty five. So and I mean it'll be interesting to me to see if if Hamity has made any progress over the off season because lots of times you know I think of like Keegan for example, how much better Keegan was in year two than year one. And it, you know if you look at uh, an aggregate of mm-hmm. all college wrestlers, the biggest jump. If there if there is a jump or there's jumps, the biggest jump is going to come year one to year two. Right. Um, there are times when it comes later because a kid figures something out or they get their lifestyle in order or something to that effect. But year one to year two is usually a gigantic jump for kids. So it'd be interesting to see if he has made a jump. If so, what is it? Yeah, Hamity's one of my my favorite guys and to to watch at any weight really. Mm-hmm. He's relentless. I just think. Carr will be sharp, ready. I mean, after this, the way the season concluded for Carr, I think this is this is going to be important to get his season started the the right way. So that's that's my yeah, thought. And he had a bad U twenties also. True. Yeah. Zero mm-hmm. one, right? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so okay. So and Shane took. Uh, I, Shane may not always be here for the pickums, but we can give him a column just for so it's. Dominated. Shane hates pickums. Who hates pickums? Shane. Shane. Yeah, he doesn't like to. When it's Big Ten versus non-Big Ten, it's easy for him because he'll just pick that. <laughs> I, I just, guys, I just, I just, it, it's like baseball postseason. I mean, tell me, I, and again, it's all fun. I mean, that's why we do it. It's fun. But I, I know about 5% of the data necessary to make an educated pick. So I'm throwing stuff at the walls. I mean, how, how are their girlfriends doing? Tell me that. Like, <laughs> oh, my gosh. <laughs> Shane is big on uh, how the girlfriend. Well, how are how are they I am. I, I'm huge into all that stuff. He's big how was into, your he's big into girlfriends. How did you sleep this week? I mean, all that stuff. But that's yeah. one of those things. I feel like, okay, Shane. I feel like all that, all that stuff. Like I said, um, you know, I just said this when when athletes make jumps. Sometimes athletes are not living the right lifestyle, and they figure it out. Maybe it takes two or three or four years of college, right? And then it clicks for them. Um, but I think. Even without knowing, uh, personally knowing an athlete, you can generally guess by performances which ones have very stable lifestyles. Um, that's diet, that's sleep, that's yep. uh, choice of partner, um, you know, like, and they're the ones who are performing really well all the time. And then there's certain ones that are like, you know, like, I don't know what it is. Is it their girlfriend? I don't know. Is it their girl on the side? I don't know. Is it their diet? I'm not sure. But you don't know what to expect out of them. You know, there's so I feel like without knowing them, you can kind of guess on those things. Side yeah, piece radio live. Yeah. Sh- uh, Shane or, or Christian, who is your 
favorite roller coaster athlete of all time where uh, you just weren't sure what you were going to get out of them? Oh, man, that's a great man. question. That is a good one. Roller coaster. <laughs> man. Uh, Dylan Ness was a wild ride. Oh, Dylan Ness My was a wild gosh. ride. Dylan Ness was. He was roller coaster in, in not just in performance, but in matches. With like matches, yeah. matches were roller coasters, but his he he would like Ian Miller pinned him, I think, in the first period one time, pit cradled him up. Ian Miller's um, a little bit like a roller coaster, also, sort of for sure. Mm -hmm. Um, part of what made Ness such a roller coaster is the game moving and uh, game ending move potential. Yeah, you couldn't count him like out, like you could, yeah, you could never count him out. Um, Alton, yep, Ross Patton says Alton. Ooh. Oh, Andrew really Alton was Alton versus Grahalis. That's an all-time roller coaster right there. That's an all-time <laughs> roller coaster match, and no one wanted to get. None of the coaches wanted to get on that roller coaster game. Be like, I do not want to coach that match again. That is insane. Jim Jim Gibbons always had the line about Eric Grahalis uh, that he was tired coming off the bus. That's messed up. That is messed up. <laughs> that's he, messed take, up yet true. Yet true. Yet true. Yet yeah. his 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 conditioning won, won him that match somehow. Yeah. He, <laughs> he met a, the perfect counterpart for him with Andrew. Um, mm -hmm. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Awesome. Good question. Roller coaster wrestlers. I don't know who the most roller coaster wrestler is in right uh, now. Right now, who's up and down? Yeah. Who is up and down? Pat McKee. Oh, These golfers, you know, they got a lot of roller coaster types. <laughs> you know, sometimes yeah. they're good, sometimes not so much. That's a great one. I mean, it's got to be McKee right now. You right? know, this guy on the front side, he'll lose to anybody, but you know, on the back side, <laughs> he'll get the Hodge. He'll flip. He'll flip you right over. He'll <laughs> tell, flip you right tell, over. Tell him it's all the wrestlebacks, and he wins the Hodge. <laughs> uh, oh man! So, yeah, Pat McKee, funny. tough to beat. Tough to be. Let me see. I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna take some peeks at some other ones while you guys make some more picks, and uh, uh, I'll make my picks also. I'll see if I got any more roller coaster athletes. Yeah, um, yeah. There's got to be others, but those, well, you those... know, a crazy one was uh, Vito last year. He loses to Glory, then he tech falled him, and then he lost to him again. It's kind of just that rivalry, though. Yeah, like, but tech those ball, two don't I mean, really it wasn't have. Like he, he, it wasn't like he lost by two and then won by two. He tech balled him. I know it's absurd, but it's not like those two have roller coaster performances to other people. Yeah, it's it's true, just huh? just to each other. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Thomas is a roller coaster. Oh, that's a good one. It's yeah, like man, this guy because it's always in the margins. Yeah, but sometimes he like he was piecing some dudes up uh, the year he got third. Can it be counted as a roller coaster if like they never go back up? Really? You stop it. <laughs> He's coming back up. No, I'm saying uh Roller coaster was talking about the bottom, Z JD. Oh, they Zeke Moisey. That's where they started. Yeah. I was okay. talking about Zeke Moisey. Because like he yeah. pulled out at NCAs and, and then came back down to he, earth, but he but he never really got back up he there. He placed again. Uh not high, but it happened. Yeah. But yeah, he was he never recaptured that magic. <laughs> no. I mean, this man beating Sean Garrett, Eddie Clamara, and Thomas Gilman. <laughs> oh, my and goodness What gracious. the heck? I know Eddie is, like, sort of sick. But he had never beaten Eddie Clamara at that year. They wrestled, like, two or three times. He had never beaten him. And then he beats him, Sean. Darren Caldwell, a bit of a roller coaster. Yeah. He, he, he's more, like, after his injury, he was just never really the same. Yeah. 
unfortunately. But he did. I mean, before the injury, though, he, he got get... he obviously got teched by killed by Metcalf and then killed him in the finals. Yeah, yeah. There was that. Caleb wants to have a tech fall this year in, in wrestling season. That's one of his goals. Let's go, Caleb. What what grade is Caleb in? Can you talk? You can, you can tell him. I'm <laughs> in sixth grade. Six. That's what I thought. I would have guessed right. Yeah. Good to see you, man. He's pretty big for a sixth grader. I'm very small. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, How so about Jacory? Jacory, kind of a roller coaster, but he doesn't really lose to people he's not supposed yeah. to really toss up ish matches. You need to like, yeah. But I guess all these really close matches where you're like, why is why is he having a competitive match against this guy who's not even close to as good as him? Yeah, I feel you. And yeah, I gotta. Mm -hmm. If you don't know, you have to log in to WrestleStat to look at stuff now. So I gotta do that. And I you don't know what? Know. I'm annoyed I had to log in this morning, but WrestleStat, you're worth it. Wow. <laughs> Guys, who, who runs that website? Yeah, who runs that website? The Illuminati. <laughs> <laughs> Get out of here. Yeah. Um. Okay. Next one. From more roller coaster athletes. Uh, I am five. We, I think. I think we picked out the best of the best here. We did a good job. Maybe some. You know, here's hoping we get. Oh, some more I got one. I got. I got an all timer here. A legend. He's not. He's not eligible this year. But someone made me. Mike Labriola made me think of him. Taylor Venz, all timer on the roller coaster. Yeah, all timer. The Venza coaster was crazy. He was like, crazy. He was like third or fourth oh. his freshman year, and then you just never knew. Larry Remember that one year the right. year Zahid? Zahid was uh, on like Hodge pace. He freaking almost beat Zahid like the first week, and then he would lose to like terrible guys. And like, him, and, him and Emery Parker from Illinois would have some good scraps. Yeah, oh, Emery Parker God. was fun. Yeah. Those yeah. two were you know, throwing haymakers say? at each other. Quentin Wright? Quentin, well, Quentin's sophomore oh, yes. year was a, Quentin Wright. was a, that was an ultimate roller coaster season. But really, year. it was just like, boom, yeah, sophomore year. And then he was like the, Nine seed at Big Tens, one. Eight, yeah, he was the eight. I think he was the eight seed because he, Travis Rutt was the one seed that year. And I remember I was on the Badger bus that was at Northwestern, I believe. And I remember when those brackets came out, everybody was like, "Yikes, this yeah, is he, a better be ready to roll right here." Yeah, he was he was a monster. Um, I remember I I so vividly remember that year because well, one it was like the first Penn State year, so a lot of energy around that, but. Um, I was, I was big into fantasy wrestling. It was huge for me. I was like focused, and I had Quentin, and it was a roller coaster. But like, you know, he got, <laughs> I don't think that's the year, and I don't even think that's the year he got majored by Kevin Steinhaus. I think that was the next year. Um, but yeah, he was unreal yeah. at the end there. He you know, we you guys should make this. This is this is a, uh, this was a fun. Uh, we did not mean to make this segment happen today, but this is yeah. a fun, really fun segment. All-time volatility team. That's what we should call oh, it. Oh man. And you guys should... Ross Patton, Deuce Ratchel. <laughs> <laughs> no. People just been or get pinned. That Bra I like that. That's a roller coaster cuz one of two Brandon Metz throw them out there every Brandon time. Brandon Metz <laughs> and Deuce Ratchel. We got to make that match happen. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's going to be a flow oh no event yeah. oh, uh, Shay this is your fault because you brought up you don't know if their girlfriend is, yeah. is, is <laughs> yeah. or something. shout out to <laughs> shout oh, out geez. to girlfriends alright Casey Swiderski versus Joey Zargo that, that to Zargo. me is, a, is an interesting match you say Zargo hey, I say let me ask you a question with Zargo here 
Okay. I was thinking this last week. Tell me if I'm I'm crazy or if it if somebody asked me today, give me a Big Ten wrestler that most people don't know that are going to know. I go Joe Zargo, but then I saw these ranked 11th in the country, I believe, right? Yeah, he had, I mean, he had some good wins last year. He came he's, on towards he's the end. Tough, man. Yeah, he so he so I and I think he beat Swiderski because Swiderski only beat the Frost kid by a point, and I, I Frost is not that good in my opinion. So I guess we'll see what Swiderski's made of. Um, as far as Zargo is concerned, he's got a good motor and goes hard, but he makes a ton of mistakes. So this would be another one where um, now he's been in college two years, but he had a red shirt, you know. So it'd be like, does he make this improvement? You know, does he sure up some of those positions that he wasn't that good in? Because there, there's definitely some of those positions. Yeah, I, uh, I'll take. I made Swiderski the favorite here uh, by point and a half or by point five. Yeah, I'm taking. I'm taking Casey. I'm, I'm taking Zargo. I mean, if, if you're Zargo, this is a match you need to win. Yeah, so you, yeah, I mean, he got tech fall by Nick Lee 16 0. He got shut up by Frankie Talshahar. This is where he's not very good at bottom. I said, we talk about weaknesses. So Talshahar lost 5 0. Nick Lee 16 0. Andrew Lirez 8 0. And so some of the times on bottom, he just is not that great. I'm, I love hype trains. I'm on the Swiderski one. What did you put? So it falls off the rails. You were, you, were, you were in the room. How'd he look? They look good. They were hyping him Why up. Why do you only be Frost that point then? I mean, because he's he's un- because of the wrestle off one, and because, um, I mean. Why did Carson Karcher lose his wrestle off? Yeah, his teammate. Because he sucks on bottom? Duh. <laughs> That's, yeah, that I mean, is a, obvious. another reason. Um, um, but those guys have actually been teammates. I mean, so, in all fairness, Swierski and Frost have been teammates for about six weeks now. I mean, they both long. got on. They both got on campus in May. And I've been living in Ames since what? graduation, high school graduation. They they moved there since in May. Both er, of them. Early June. June. Early June. Yeah, late May, okay. early June. All right, five months. All right, it's a little longer. Yeah, you wrestle with someone five months. There's there's a level of familiarity there. I think uh, yeah. I didn't watch the match, but heard it might have been a cardio issue or a weight cut issue too, because he looked apparently really good the first period and then. Kind of fell off a cliff yeah. a bit. So Zargo goes hard, which makes that worrisome for Severski. But uh, it is—it's the last match of the day, which means it'll be eight, nine hours from weigh-in. So the weight cut should no longer be an issue, you know. Badger booster Ben taking two Badgers in our line so far. Let's go to the third oh, match. Yeah. This would be the name, and I don't know if this counts, but you're asking for a Big Ten name that's going to break out. And become sure. like household is De- Jesse Mendez. Um, he's he's kind yeah, of already though, isn't he's he? Broken out. He's out of the. Yeah, yeah. he done yeah. broke. He okay. No, I I would he's say I I think that's a little bit of us being in our wrestling world all the time. Uh, I think if you go to a lot of places that just you know just follow college wrestling, they don't know who Jesse Mendez is, and most wrestling fans just follow college wrestling. So I know we know him, mm. but. Uh, what number recruit was he overall last year? Top three? Yeah. Yeah. Two? For right. sure. One. Yeah. Was it Feldman one, Swiderski two, Mendes three? Yeah. yeah. I, I got to check that. Yeah. So pretty high. He was number one for a while, and then he lost to Swiderski two different times. Um, but now, now it's funny because um, 
you know, Mendez is down at wrestling at 33, and we're saying Swiderski is a big 41, or he had trouble making weight or something to that effect. So, you know, that was kind of one of the points uh, that you made last year, Christian, is uh, Swiderski looked a lot bigger, and they probably wouldn't be wrestling the same weight this year. Yeah. So d- different weight classes for those two. They're separated. I said Bur- – so we could see Lucas Bird versus Jesse Mendez uh, at the Michigan State Open. Live on flow. Oh, yeah. Let's go. That's a good Bird, one. I said minus one and a half favorite. I don't know if that's two? what's that? Uh minus one and a half for those two. I'm not on the line, sorry, I'll go there. Oh yeah, just open uh so I bird the favorite by a point and a half. So mm. is that Bird good lost one early last year, right? I mean he just had a couple well, losses on the season, but I thought he had one. Did he have one at the Michigan State Open last so, year? Yeah, that, the Michigan State yeah. Open last year, um one thirty three was the wild. Oklahoma guy beat Lucas Bird, or Anthony Madrigal is his name. He beat Bird, okay. Ragason, and um, Rayvon Foley. But where is Madrigal? He's still in Oklahoma. The family Madrigal. That's the uh, that's the show that my kids love. What's it called? Encanto. You don't know about that one yet, Christian. Do you know that show, Caleb? It's a movie. It's really. It has the "We Don't Talk About Bruno" song. Okay. That, yeah. Okay. We don't talk about Bruno. Uh, yeah, I don't know that one. And we don't talk about Bruno. Um, <laughs> so I've got, man, I'm going Mendez. I'm I'm just getting on hype trains. That's that's my that's my picking theme right now. I've got Mendez all hype in the trains because he could lose I'll by one. Mendez and I in win. this one. Yeah, I'll go Mendez in this one. I'm Whoa. the president of the Lucas Bird fan club, so I am all Bird. No turning back. Okay. I, lo- I love how he wrestles, man. I mean, I just he is definitely one of my favorite guys to watch. He's good. Good, good. Gosh, he's yeah. good. He's so he's so tough. This is going to be a, t- a big test for, for Mendez. Um, I want to go Mendez, but I think I'm going Bird. Bird. So we are once again split. Um, oh, yeah. Okay, fun. So that could happen in Michigan State Open. Nebraska and North Dakota State are wrestling, which means we could see, should see, Jared Frannick versus Peyton Robb. I said oh, yeah. Robb. Point and a half favorite. What say you guys? I think that's a good line. Um, now I need, I'm going to go look up their matches from last year. Uh, I feel as though I mean Peyton Rob is a guy who's who he was a little more consistent last year, but it has been up and down a little bit. Um, and I I feel as though he may, and this may be in my head, but maybe 157 is tough for him because he did go up to 165 that one year. Um, so being the first match of the year, it concerns me. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I think he's a better wrestler, so I'll go with him. Yeah. Um, I t- didn't I, wrestle that didn't now now wrestle that's taking me off. It didn't keep me logged in. It logged me out already, and I was logged in ten minutes ago. Mm. All right, I've got a, I've got. I'm, Wait, I'm making hell? one too. Now it's, it's, it's funny because I literally was on it this morning, and I was looking at a bunch of stuff, and Frannick and. Rob, I think uh, I can't remember if they wrestled or not. It's not signing me in. What the hell's going on here? WrestleStat, get it together. It's, it's saying I'm signed in, but not signing me in because it won't let me look at damn Peyton Rob's record. I don't know what to tell you. Um, register. I'll see. No, if I need hey, you I did it. No, I keep logging in. It won't let me log in. All right, all right. No, I'm trying to look at this freaking see what happened last year. <sighs> all right. They're making our lives harder. They're making this show worse. We have to, we have to go have a talk with them. Where do they live? <laughs> I don't. Parts unknown. 
Where does I think they get them all? Haunchyville. Oh, yeah. I got it now. Um, all right. Okay. So last year they did. They not have not wrestled. wrestled. Wow, that's weird. I had to assume that for sure they wrestle because uh, they. I think they both go to Dactronics and they both go to CKLV. I would have thought they would wrestle for sure. Yeah, me too. But they did not. So what do you say, Rob? Point and a half. I go. I went Rob. James, Jermichael Dean. I think Rob wins this match. Visualize. But I'll go frantic with the with the point. One point Ooh. match. Rob wins a one point match. I tend to agree with JD on this one. I think this be. I, I mean, both these guys wrestle really hard. I think it's going to be a real close match, but I'd, I'd give the edge to Rob. I'll say Rob covers two or more. All right. Okay, next one. Dylan D'Amelio versus Frankie Talshahar. I think we could see this match. I said D'Amelio minus four and a half. This is a dual meet or is this, this is Michigan State Open? Michigan State Open. What'd you go? Four and a half. For D'Amelio? Yeah. Oh, I'm thinking Tal Shahar for sure. For sure? He has lost. He, yeah, he just lost a. Uh, uh, how do you spell damn it? I'm freaking getting the wrong name. Hi, uh, Cater. <laughs> oh, my God. You know what movie I, you know what movie I watched a couple nights ago with my wife? What? I forgot. It's totally under. It's totally underrated funny. The Story other guys. Too. Oh, the other guys. That is the a other guys. One. Yes. Players. So good. <laughs> Soup Kim Kim guys, crack. I got to jump in here real quick. Real quick on movies. Gator. Oh, so, no, no. Shane, Shane, we can't do this. I, no. I got to give you this real you quick. Trust me. Everybody will thank me we, for this. Give me no, give me 30 seconds. I Last night, my girlfriend, Lori, we go to the movies. She says, just, we, we normally talk about what we're going to see. I have a pretty good idea what we're going to see. So last night, she's getting like her hair done or something. She goes, meet me at the theater at 645. Great. <laughs> I have no clue what we're seeing. No mm-hmm. idea. We, we see this movie called The Policeman. She had no idea what it was about either. Don't go. Don't go. Don't go. Don't go. Policeman. I've never heard of that. Who's in this? It was. uh, It was something. Okay. Yeah. Forty percent on Rotten Tomatoes. Now that I'm on uh, wrestling. Oh, Harry Styles. Harry Styles. Yeah, he's a big deal. We we really had no idea what the whole thing was going to be on. It was. uh, yeah, it was that, I don't know, hour and a half, hour and 45 minutes, I'll never get back. You'll never get it back. Um, it's no, it, it's the, it's a, about as, it, it's no roadhouse, let's put it that way. Darn right, what is? What a great movie. <laughs> That's a great question. <laughs> Excuse me. Um, so, the reason the line is so large, Benjamin, is. I uh, looked, I told you. Dylan beat him 7-1 last year. I uh, probably got lucky. He got lucky, 7-1. 7-1 lucky. <laughs> I think you got lucky in all those your bonus point ones. I might, too. I might have. What's the Milio ranked? Uh, like ninth. Because he's another guy that I really like. I mean, he's I I didn't know where he was ranked, but he's he's really good. Yeah, yeah. You know, not that superstar caliber guy, but he's damn good. I mean, he he's I like him. I did too. Hey, is Feld is Feldman going this weekend or no? Uh, I don't think he is registered. Or no, he's doing freshman sophomore. Um, Stop. I swear. So is Buzakis. This is preposterous. 
Buzakis is going freshman, sophomore. Why? Why? I, please tell me, Tom Ryan, for the love of God, please tell me you're changing that. You just, your your assistant misentered them. Shoemate, Feldman, Uzakis, Geog, all going freshman, sophomore division. I don't hate a couple of those, but Feldman and Buzakis, I mean, these guys are guys who compete at the Junior World Championships. Um, why Which would is also an age-level tournament. Division? They, they you have to be a freshman or a sophomore to compete at that. Yeah, so it's more their comfort. This is Junior Worlds of Michigan State. Literally, Ben, why do you why do you think that? Because I mean, on, on the I surface, think, I mean, knowing what they're going to have this year, why not just kind of get some Cause, confidence? Because uh, no, get some confidence. These guys are Junior World team members. They don't need confidence. Get out there and see what you're made of here, son. Like, <laughs> I give think... me a break. I mean, these guys these are these are guys who have lost so infrequently the last four years of their careers. And what we're going to say, two losses in Michigan State Open, if they were to have two losses, is going to affect them that greatly. Like, get lost. Um, and I and I, I haven't seen the roster, but I'm pretty sure a lot of the other good freshmen and sophomores are wrestling up. So there's certainly no good second and third-year guys, which would still be sophomores, wrestling in the freshman and sophomore division. So why, why would we want to send these dudes and roll some dudes up? I, I just don't understand it at all. Well, to to play on Shane's play Shane, that sure I will. Are you? I mean, I don't understand how this is any different from a team taking on a non D one or a, a super lower level D one team to start their season. Um, I don't. I don't actually realize. What, I don't. I. I mean, I, I wouldn't argue why people do that either. I don't know why. I, mean, I think it's just for like the in state. Maybe I'm not sure. No, no offense, but you know, Missouri's opening with Lyndon Wood. I think they're. Yeah. I think most coaches think it's smart to start your season, feel out your timing. There's so much opportunity for tough matches, right? Um, this is not going to be Buzakis and Feldman's. And is there when you're yeah. a true freshman though, redshirting? Um, yeah. With the new rules, sort of. But I think get 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 matches, get some wins, get your first college matches under your belt, advocate. and then. Then go. Now, I wish I could see the brackets for these, but I mean, I, I guess I could go look. I could go look up last year's brackets, but I'm sure some of these freshmen and sophomore divisions for for a Nick Feldman and a, and a Buzakis, uh, they're just not high level. And so, honestly, I mean, like, hey, I'm wearing my PNL shirt today. P.S. And one of the, one of the main themes of right, we so there's kind of a bunch of problems that we want to try to solve for. Yeah. But one of the one of the main problems is that if the match is 15 to zero. And it's not competitive. Your athlete's likely not getting anything out of that on either side of it, right? Plus or minus. Yeah. Um, because it's just like, well, you could probably do whatever moves you want, and you're going to kill this dude because he's just not nearly as good as you. And in big tournaments, that's often what happens in the first two or three or four rounds, right? For certain guys. And so, if you could just match the guys up to similarly skilled guys, and so I realize this can't happen in every tournament. Right? It's a national tournament; you have to have everyone enter. But, you know, for a lot of the competitions, if you can create a scramble bracket where guys are similarly skilled, and this is what we did at our first one, then they're going to get something out of every single match, right? They're going to yeah. gain something valuable. And so to wrestle these guys in the freshman, sophomore division, um, man, I just, I, I can't imagine. Uh, maybe I'm, maybe I'll be shocked. I can't imagine that they're going to have a whole bunch of competitive matches. I think that coaches value that. I think they think that's a good thing. Yeah, Ben, they're what? in the big ten. Non-competitive matches, non-competitive matches are big. Yeah, but Ben, look at the whole season. And I hate, I always look at the. whole I'm looking at the freshman players. sophomore division guys, and so I realize Ohio State is wrestling people here. But like some of these weight classes, they're not 
very good at all. I'm looking at the results right now. Like there might be uh, one or two decent guys, but it drops off real quick. Yeah. Um, First week in November. Hey, you travel, you cut weight, whatever it is. You get in some of these habits, win, win some matches, feel good, stay healthy. I wouldn't, uh, I mean, and you got, you guys know me, I'm, I'm, Normally, this kind of stuff, I mean, I get your point, Ben, but I think on this one, if you're Ohio State with these guys, I, I don't think there's any – I don't think you got to run them through a meat grinder in, in the, the first weekend in November. I also think the why not – there's a why not could be applied. Why not, you know, get your first tournament beat, but why not wrestle in a, a tougher thing and see where you stack up and then go from there? I think I think either way is fine. Uh, it, I'm, I really I don't, don't know, fall. like – Honestly, I'd rather have them not show up than have them freaking wrestle in the freshman sophomore division. Like, why am I going to waste my time? Yeah, yeah. I mean, well, for for example, the guy who won the Michigan State Open, the guy who won the Michigan State Open at heavyweight, didn't win the Jim Cook Parkside Open. Well, who was he went Owen? He went Owen two at the Illinois Mat Men Open, which is the Midlands thing, you know? Yeah. Like, I mean, we're we're saying that it, it again. It's it's pretty low level. Yeah. A freshman sophomore division Michigan State Open is relatively really low level. Like, uh, I don't know. Like, I just got a text from the big sexy Ben. So Scott Cleaver just sent me a text. <laughs> said, he texted oh, me and man, said Feldman what? beat number twenty one Zachary Knight and Ward mm-hmm. last year in the yes, Open. Why take happened. a step back? So he sounds like Cleaver's on your side. Thank you. Appreciate I'm, I'm kind of with Christian. I mean, I could. I mean, either way, I just. If you know well, the ready, don't show, don't show up. I, listen, I'm good. I am totally good with you guys saying. And actually, I loved having 40 matches in the year, and I thought I learned a lot from all of them. And I and I totally see where coaches say I don't want my kids having that many competitive matches. But like, fine, then don't go, don't go. But why why are you saying Nick freaking Feldman to the Michigan State Open freshman sophomore division? It's preposterous to me. He is a freshman. Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, um, so you're taking Demelia or Tal Shahar minus four and a half. Um, what do you guys say? Come But I thought I already Tal Shahar. Tal Shahar. A lot of points, Tal-Shahar. right? It's a lot of points. Suckers line. I probably take the points. Mm-hmm. Vegas zone. I'll take. Uh, give me, give me Dylan. Bounce back. Put the points on. That's a lot. It's probably stupid, but here I go. He won by six last time. Okay, next one. These next two are in the uh, Lehigh versus Oregon State duel. Live on Flow Wrestling. Jarrett Lane versus Brandon Kaler. Kaler, a point and a half favorite. I'm going Kaler. I'm going Lane. I like his offense. He's dynamic. Let's do it. I'll take Kaler, too. Hmm... Oh my goodness. I'll go Lane. Okay. So if you didn't know. What? Lane beat him by four last year. So got you got lucky. You got lucky. That's what you say. <laughs> That's what you <laughs> really? say. That that was the past. That was the past. This is now to quote Caleb Piles. I'm not looking com- Jared Lane up. Jared Lane com- did not have a great year last year. I guess maybe got hurt because he didn't wrestle the IWAs, but he had a whole bunch of – or he probably wasn't a starter because he lost six of his last eight matches. Mm-hmm. Not a great his conclusion. Only, 
Not a great conclusion. Yeah, he was not their guy at EI was. So who knows if he'll be the guy. He looked great at NCAAs. He he whooped up on Barnett on the front side, and then he he got pinned on the back side by him. But, I mean, he he looked pretty good. Yes. Ross Patton asking if Decatur beat D'Amelio and Wrestle Off. Yes, he did, but I think Decatur's going to redshirt. Interesting. That's my opinion. Oh, my gosh. You guys want to hear – you want it? Tyler Jordan's trying to talk trash in in the YouTube. Uh, You want to hear the funniest story that I heard last week? Because I actually talked about this in an interview yesterday where, like, you know, um, when you're writing your book, sometimes people will tell you stories and the, the the exchange wasn't meaningful to you, but it was meaningful to them and they remember it. Right. So this dude comes up to me at the Mizzou tailgate. He goes, Ben, you know who I am? I said, nah, I'm sorry. I don't know who you are. It's an older gentleman. And he said, well, I, I used to run the CMSU Open. Oh, let's and he go. Said, and, <laughs> he, said, he, said, he said, you were there. He said, you showed up. Uh, and so Coach Smith is here also. Coach this is at the Mizzou tailgate. Coach Smith is, is there also. And um, and he said, yeah. He said, you know, your your senior year, you showed up, and you know, I said something like, "Where's Max at?" And and my response was, "Well, we have a dual meet tomorrow." And then the guy said, "Why are you here?" And I said, "I'm here to pad my stats." <laughs> <laughs> the guy thought it was, the guy thought it was the funniest thing ever. Uh, and then Coach Smith's like, "Yeah, I tried telling him not to go, and he just got in his car and went over there anyways." Did you wrestle freshman <laughs> sophomore that year? No, you tried. <laughs> was. Uh, uh, I yeah. mean, at least I'm at least I'm I'm obvious about it. Like, listen, I'm trying to rack up a whole bunch of pins. I was trying to get to 100 damn pins because I want to be the third third person ever to get to 100 pins. I didn't quite get there. I should have started early. I should have done it my sophomore year, and I I, I may have got there. What did you, you end you up have, at? You were 91. But okay. Coach Smith also yeah. he he had he let another person wrestle a couple different times. And so, you know, I if, if I would have had more foresight, I could have got to a hundred. Yeah. Um, you know. You got benched a few times, huh? Well, yeah, I was like, Tough hey, look. let's let this other guy get some math time. And I said, All right, fine. But um, yeah. I should have okay. tried to get to a hundred because there's only been two other people it I is, ever got to a hundred. It is a little ironic that you literally did that and, and you're kind of vilifying uh No. I'm not vilified. No, it's not. I literally, I'm being honest. I was honest then. I was not, I'm not like, this is where I should be competing. I'm trying to pad my stats. I Listen, I know Cole Conrad's going to pin a bunch of dudes. So I'm trying to get get like, I had why, 29 pins that year, I think. 29 out of 42 that year. Um, I'm trying to go pin a bunch of dudes, get this ridiculous stats. So I get the Hodge. It was pretty obvious. I was open about it. I don't know. Is Nick, is Nick Feldman trying to enter the freshman sophomore to try to get the Hodge trophy? Is that what he's doing? Maybe. Maybe. Maybe he is. Maybe we don't know. <laughs> Who are the two with 100? Wade Chalice, one of them? Chalice and Gene Mills. Chalice. And they might, they listen, they, they might go. get mad because they're not fully verified. That's you know, right. This is, this is an era of really strange record keeping. And uh, one has 106 and one has 107. But we're not certain on those numbers for sure. Okay. We're not sure. Okay. Yes. And I always forget who's number three. I'm number four. Uh, I was there's someone at ninety three, and I always forget who that is. How many does Kale have? Uh, not close to me. Sorry, Kale. <laughs> He's he has some other accolades. Uh, uh okay. all right, last one. Trey Munoz versus Tate Samuelson. I said Munoz minus sixty one. He only had sixty one. Wow. Sorry, not close, Kale. Coward. <laughs> Trey, <laughs> I said Munoz, a point and a half bump. favorite. Uh, uh, I like Munoz. Let's go, Munoz. 
I like Munoz a lot too. Samuelson, tough guy. New room, new scenario. How's he going to look? He loves brown. He goes from Wyoming to Lehigh. So we know T. Samuelson loves the color brown. This, I think this is going to be a crazy close match. Um, it makes me want to take Tate for a one-point loss and the off chance that he wins. But I think Trey is super good. So I'm going to go with Munoz. Yeah. I'll just follow the crowd here and go with Munoz. Yeah. Give me Samuelson. Hmm? Give me Samuelson. Okay. All right. So he, um, I, I looked this up for you guys. Uh, he would go on to secure one last fall in the finals, pinning uh, John Hart Ruppy in 635. That appeared to be the record-breaking 107th pin that Mills needed. However, legendary wrestling historian Bob Dillinger, who at the time was the director of the National Wrestling Hall of Fame, cautioned that the record would need to be documented before it was fully recognized. Okay. Yes. We don't really know. It's really Verifying sad the like... results of a career's worth of matches was a daunting task for Dillinger. Yeah. It is daunting. It's so sad. Yes. <laughs> like, it's not wasn't that long ago they wrestled. Yeah. <laughs> There's literally it's video like of their the matches. It's like, who thought? I mean, oh, when is this? It's 1970s, right? This is 1970s, yeah. Okay, yeah. I got more. According to Mills, the initial documentation effort came up just short when, when names for his opponents at one tournament could not be found. However, Mills found the wall bracket from that turn from that tournament years later and sent it to the Hall of Fame. He told me, uh, and they were fin finally able to acknowledge his total of 107 falls. Because Mills was what early 80s. Yeah, sounds about right. Late yeah. 70s, early 80s, I think. Yeah. Mean Gene Mills, nasty half Nelson. Yeah. Okay. That's all of our lines. We'll be doing this throughout the season. Normally, JD does them. He's a good lines maker. Um, well, I, I didn't realize you were going to be gone. I was planning on doing them. Well, that's okay. Um, yeah. Um, we can do this one. Oh, I got uh, more. I got more. I got more information. Has this oh come to the docket? You ready for this? Okay. Release <laughs> the documents, sir. Release the documents. So then Jay Hammond gets in the mix here in 2007. Yeah. And he wanted to... Uh, he needed to be regarded with some doubt unless they've been validated. To that end, Hammond had been working on validating both totals for Mills and Chalice. Though records were incomplete, uh, they had 127 of, of uh, Chalice's 159 bouts, and they had uncovered 110 of 100 uh, Mills' 150 bouts. Um, in those in those matches, Chalice had 86 falls, and Mills only had 61. Uh oh. If that was accurate, Mills could not have had more than 101 falls, which fits with what I found as well. Chalice's total could be accurate, but it's important to understand it had not been completely done. Give me the damn crown. He's yeah, we're not very oh, Larry, Larry, Larry Bielenberg has uh, 94. You said you're old enough to take it away from him. It. You said you were fourth, though. Well, Larry, I said Larry, Larry, Larry Bielenberg is number three. Where is he from? Oregon, Oregon State. State. He's old also though, so we, you know, we're not sure about him. Just tell uh, I'm just gonna say this I'm the just been. Age has been Oscar. I was just gonna say it. Age has been. You just hate the olds. Yeah. <sighs> yeah, Larry Bielenberg was also in the 70s. Respect your elders. Keith Plus, Gothard. Thing, more dudes sucked back then. You know, they're probably easier to pin. Exactly. You would be getting like 30 pins in today's wrestling. <laughs> <laughs> Unreal. <laughs> Okay. So funny. All right, we're gonna do we're gonna do a quick Iowa preview with Caleb. We're gonna go through the lineup and get his predictions. Oh, I love it. Let's go, Caleb. So, Caleb, I'm gonna ask you. I'm gonna give the weight class. 
You tell me who's the starter and how you think they're going to do, okay? Okay. All right, let's start. We'll start at the weight of weights. Your weight class, your favorite weight class, 125 pounds. Who we got for the Hawks? Spencer Lee. Okay, any predictions on his season? He's going to win. The whole, he's going to be in. Win. Okay, Shane really likes Patrick Glory. Now, I'm not saying Shane's picking, but he thinks he's pretty dang good. What do you well, think about Guys, Glory? remember this. Last year, I took a ton of heat for saying that Patrick Glory could win it. He took second. It wasn't embarrassing, and he took second in a really good match. But um, Spencer Lee's the favorite, no question. But, uh, yeah, Patrick Glory's really good. Now, he turned Spencer last time they wrestled, Caleb. Does that make you nervous at all? Not at all. Do Spencer's mounting injuries make you nervous? No. You, what what do you think? Why are you guys trying to sow seeds of doubt in, uh, <laughs> in my guy here? Okay. Let's move on. 133 pounds. Who, what's gonna, who's going to be the guy for the Hawks? Brody Teske, I think. You think it'll be Teske? You think he'll – who else is in the mix? Colin Shaver. Okay. How do you think Brody's going to do? I think he'll make it to the blood round. Blood round? That'd be pretty good. I think that's that's about right. All right. Any other thoughts on, on 133? That's going to be a hotly contested weight class for sure. Now let's get to 141. Who's who's going for the, for Iowa? Uh, Real Woods. All right. Give me the breakdown there. He's probably going to win. Really? Yeah. Na- <laughs> national champ. He lost yeah. to Cole Matthews last year. He got thrown to his back. Sure. He was standing up, and then he was thrown down and landed... <laughs> On his spot. Sure. You think that's going to happen again? No. <laughs> okay. They're wrestling in the All-Star, so maybe you'll get to see that match. Okay. Okay. Now, here's this is you may have to fight Shane for this one because Max Murin is like his favorite guy. So I don't All know. All time favorite. Well, we know 149. He's on my could... list of guys I wouldn't want to wrestle. I mean, yeah. he's just, yeah. Now, does Max get over the hump this year? Yeah, he'll get seventh. Talking to the mic. Uh, He's going to get seventh. Seventh place? There you go. That would be pretty sweet. Shane, yeah. do, you, do you agree? You think he's, this is the I, year? I think that's a really good pick. Yeah. Getting over the hump. All right. Now, here's the tough Shane, one. Shane, that's a high enough for you. Come on. Go higher, yeah, I'd, I'd probably have him a little higher, but, but uh, I mean, that, that weight class is I, – I just think that weight class get a few guys that are probably – Mirren's going to have to make some big gains if he wants to get in that, that top, top echelon. But he, um, I, I, you know how it is with him. I mean, he could, if, if you told me he took fourth, I'd believe you. If you told me he took seventh, I'd believe you. What if I told you he didn't place? I, that would surprise. This is his okay. time. This is his time. I'd be, I'd, be, I I'd be very, very surprised if he didn't place. I just, I think he's on a mission. I think I'd I believe you, it. Ben. Um, Okay, here you're gonna earn your money's worth on this one. One fifty-seven for Iowa. Who's Ooh. it gonna be? I don't even know any of them. Well, do you have any names? Do you know any names? Uh, Ratchy. Okay. Ratchy. Right, there we go. Joe I Kelly. Yeah. Joe Kelly could be in the mix. Who else? Who? Reina. Reina. Okay, so you know those guys. Do you have any idea who it's gonna be? No. Okay. I don't, I don't really either, to be honest with you. Um, predictions for that weight. So let's say, okay, it's it's any of those three wrestlers. How do they do? They'll barely qualify in TAs. Okay, <laughs> barely qualify for NCAs, but that's still qualifying. Okay, one sixty-five. Who they got? Patrick Kennedy. Give us give us the breakdown on Patrick. How's he gonna do? Fifth or sixth? 
Okay. That'd be pretty good. It's pretty high in a tough way. 65 has, as we mentioned, every show, Keegan O'Toole, <laughs> Shane Griffith, and David Carr. They're all NC2A wrestling champions. Not to mention Cam Amin, Hamity, Karchla, Hall. If he does that, he is he is much improved. Um, but Kennedy's a beast. All right. One, oh, that could be a guy, Shane, um, for kind of getting yeah. into becoming like more known within the Big Ten. Yeah, ranks. that was the second guy that the, the first two guys that came to my mind were Zargo and Kennedy. So it's funny you bring that up. Yep, yep, Kennedy. I think he's going to be really good for sure this year. Um, Come on, I don't what? buy it. You don't buy that he's going to back? Why? He's already been in Iowa two years. Why is he going to be any better this year? Who's got a lot better than Iowa? Name one person. Who's gotten be- who's who's gotten better at Way Iowa, better. Caleb? Significantly better. I'm waiting. Oh, Patrick Kennedy. Oh, Patrick Kennedy has. How? Prove it. <laughs> we can't prove can't it yet. Prove I mean, I will take your silence as affirmation of my statement. Um, guys have gotten better at Iowa. Come on. Warner. Who? Yeah, Warner got better. Warner Warner was like a top number one recruit, guys. Okay, well, then this is not fair because you're basically saying if they're a good recruit, you can't get better. No, 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 no. If the, the, uh, like, who came in there as like not that great and then was really good? I mean, Warner. Daniel Dennis. Yeah, but who came in on the flip side, Ben? Who came in that was really good that, that. No, no, no. They they all, they all, uh, my point is they all pretty much stay where they're at. So I assume it's the same with Kennedy. Yeah, but a lot, a lot of programs get guys that are, that come in really good and they don't, um, don't okay. make it. But yeah, but my point with Kennedy is he's not going to make a jump. That's my whole point. That's all I'm saying. Mm. He's probably going to be like a uh, ten through twenty guy. I thought Kimmer took a pretty decided jump when he went up to seventy four. Kimmer was like really good his freshman year, really good. I mean, he was like sixth at Big Tens. Uh, no, no, that was when he got injured that year. Now, now I got to look this up. No, well, um, yeah, that was for sure. Uh, hold on. Michael Cameron wrestles that. I'm going there. Oh my God. He's got too many seasons. I'll never be able to find it. He was 33 <laughs> and three his freshman year. <laughs> I mean, I didn't say he was bad. You knucklehead. What did I say? I said what he was he good. Did, what he... your, all your credibility has got stolen piles. He was 33 and three and he got decked by Palacio in a freaking Grammy. Don't you remember this? We call it a Peterson. Peterson. In our, in this house, we call it a Peterson. No, it was a Grammy to a Peterson, wasn't it? He didn't like do a, a Gramby roll. And Austin his other two, lost, his other two losses were to Jason Nolf. No, we didn't. Stop. He Here, was the same guy. Okay, listen. Austin DeSantis, first year at Iowa. What did he take? Third. What did he take yeah, his last ben, year at ben, Iowa? That, that's just a, but that's a flawed. That's a flawed. No, the flawed? He he me, I'll tell you this. He took Tony third. Cass- he took third. Tony Cassiope. Tony Cassiope was much better last year than he was the year before, and he placed seventh, I think. I might, I might he was be better. Tony if Tony Cassiope last year wrestles Tony Cassiope from two years ago, he beats him by four. Like, he was yeah. he was much better. Let me look at Cassiope this time. Spencer Lee is much better now than he no, was when yeah, he first yeah. showed he up. National, you guys know he won a national title when he showed up. You know that, right? I get it. You're I get aware. it, but he's still, he's still better. He's still gotten okay. better. Listen, Cassiope's freshman year – he was twenty and three. He has losses to Gable Stevenson, Gable Stevenson, and Mason Paris. Like, how are you gonna tell me he's improved? Then, then no, guys, you're you're all. Ben. I know you're emotionally tied to the viewpoint you're wanting to put here, but no, there's, there's no I just, factual of course evidence. he's there's better. Not. 
He lost to Freeman twice in Mesa Paris. Mesa ben, Paris I, ben, I love you to death. I love you to death, and I think your opinions are normally spot on. This, this one is by also. far is the most that you and okay. I are don't Christian. agree. Uh, Christian, sorry, Christian. You can't Shane. base it on no, results no. all the time. What do you, you? How else do you base it? Yeah, you just how can't. else do you base it? No, that's exactly how you do it. Otherwise, it's you're, you're otherwise you're emotionally drawn to certain viewpoints. And then when you start looking at logic and results, sorry, Caleb, I totally took your session. I'm really <laughs> sorry, Caleb, but now I'm fired up. So I got to keep going. Okay. You know, Tony to Cassiope freshman year, his freshman. I, I mean, you guys just brought up Michael Kemmer. He had two losses to Jason Nolf, an all-timer, and then he got accidentally pinned by Dylan Palacio. Sorry, Palacio. But that How was, many intentional pins are you aware of? Bro. He <laughs> probably should have only had three losses, and it would have been to Jason Nolf in the national finals also. Um, and then, right, pinned. and Cassiope. All my pins were he has, accidental. He has, he, has two, he, has, he has two losses to Gable Stevenson and one to Mason Paris, and Mason Paris was ridiculous that year. So, no, you can't prove to me that these guys got better. Last year, he took seventh. And he had a loss to Mason Paris, Jordan Wood. He didn't have any loss to Jordan Wood that first year. And, I mean, come on. He hasn't I mean, gotten better. Corey Clark definitely got better, I would say. Okay, you can point to a few. I, Tony but Ramos definitely got Thomas better. Gilman Thomas got Gilman better. I know he didn't have the results he wanted, but he got better. I mean, he, heck, for sure he didn't start his first year. Yeah. Yeah. For sure, he got better. Um, man, I'll right, tell Marion. Hold this viewpoint. All right, uh, I want to, I'll, I'll bet you guys. I will bet you guys. I'll make a bet right now. Patrick Kennedy never finishes higher than sixth place in NCAAs. In his Kennedy. career? In his career. Put I'm not accepting that bet. You don't think he'll <laughs> finish higher than sixth? No. Although, honestly, when you lie. think um, – That's a lie, I mean, Caleb. You guys, are, you guys are confident in holding his viewpoint, then you can bet it. I'll do it. I'll take it. Okay, what are we betting on? Somebody getting tased. Loser got to shave their head, Shane. What's that? Losers got to shave their head. <laughs> oh, oh someone got nervous. Someone got nervous oh, there. I just, I don't think you're giving these guys enough credit, Ben, no, to maintain uh, what they've done. Like, no, they, they, Iowa has great recruits and they have this great culture and people love going there. But when, when you look at the real, uh, and I do, when you look at the real data, Shane, the data doesn't back up your viewpoint here. It really doesn't. I mean, wow. there's actually a significant amount of guys who, like a Kemmerer, who because of the grind, they have worse senior years than their first year. Right? That happens. Yeah, that I mean, I wouldn't happens. want to be there seven years, but I'd, I'd say that about five most or six Yeah, years, no, no one should do college wrestling for seven years. Yeah. It's just a weird yeah. time with Stevon and Kemmerer and some of these guys end up there for forever. Yeah. But, um, yeah. I, Listen, until... And everyone's going to say, oh, Ben hates Iowa, and obviously they're not my favorite program ever. But at the same time, I look at the look at the results, guys. Look at, I mean, look at you guys wanted to yell at me for Cassiope. Yeah, look at the results. No, they you they won a yell... team title two years ago, and I mean, they're, they're always no, good. what I said. I said, yeah, because of their history, their elite recruiting, and they got a lot of really, really good guys. But then when you look at the rate of improvement, you guys tried – I mean, you just tried arguing Cassiope and Kemmerer, and I just negated those arguments really easily. Tony Cassiope was much better last no, year than he was No, here. you're wrong, Shane. The stats prove he only <laughs> lost to Gable and Mason Paris the first year. That's it. And then last year he lost to Jordan Wood also. He got Del Garbino. I mean, Tony last Cassiope year. was you forgot the about three seed. No, I remember Del Garbino from he Harvard. Del, he got Del Garbino by Princeton. And he got Del Garbino also. 
Tony Cassiopeia was going to finish third at NCAAs in 2020. He finished seventh last year. Okay, that's not better. All right, we can move on. Okay. <laughs> 74. Uh, 174, Caleb. Who's going to be the Iowa starter there? How are they going to do? Nelson Brands, I think. Yeah. Okay, I think that's probably who it's going to be. How do you think Nelson does? The son of Terry, you know. That was Tom. No. Oh. Terry's son. Um. He'll make. I don't think he'll make it to the blood round. Really? You think he loses it before? Yes. Oh wow. Caleb's already jaded. Um. He could make the blood round. I think 174 is not that deep. I think if you're looking for a, a weight where Iowa can do pretty well. I think I think Nelson could get to the blood round and then. He never said he couldn't. I yep. True, true. You didn't. One eighty four. Who we got? Ava Saad. All right. How are we thinking? Same thing as Nelson Brands, I guess. Yeah, he's got to get better for sure. Um, they want to score there. All right. One ninety seven. What's happening? Jacob Warren is gonna win. He's gonna win. I think. He's gonna beat Max Dean. Max Dean falls. <laughs> What did he say? He said what Max true. He said Max Dean's bald. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, so is Kale Sanderson. And so so is so is Granddad. You know, there's some uh, yeah, bald. But they, didn't, but they, they weren't wrestling while they're bald. Kale Sanderson Kale made a world team while bald. bald. Oh Read a book. That was, that tremendous. was not in college. That was not in college. I think Alex Marinelli was bald. He was still pretty tough. Sometimes. Some, Max Dean won NCAAs. Yeah, because he's bald. Okay, so now he's he won because he's bald? Yes. All right. He's like the ops, opposite of Samson. Okay. So, Caleb, that's your third champ for the Hawkeyes. You got three Hawkeye champs. Yeah. Okay, now let's get to the, to the big boys. Who we got? To, uh, Anthony Cassiope. Anthony. Anthony. Is it Anthony? Well, you, his I think his birth name is Anthony, but most people call him Tony. But you can call him Anthony. I think that's cool. Anthony. Ben's got uh, Cassiope going what? One and two at the NCAAs? One and two at NCAAs. <laughs> no, guys, they, they pretty much stay where they are. So, yeah, he's going to be like gonna a get uh, three through five guy. And maybe the weight class clears out. Maybe it is a little better. I'm not wrong, though. I just looked at Jacob Warner. He was 22 and six as the first year and 21 and six last year. Um, obviously, he kind of had a good NCAAs. And I looked up Thomas Gilman because you guys keep bringing up him not being a starter. During his non-starting year, he beat Midlands. national champion Jesse Delgado. <laughs> he beat Dylan Peters. He beat Eddie Clamara. He beat Darian Cruz. And yeah. he would lose Darian Cruz his last year. So, um, yeah, I mean, Thomas Gilman may not have been a starter, but he was still performing at a very, very high level. And I think you would have uh, a hard time arguing that he got that much better his senior year when he was beating the national champ his freshman year. Wow. His only losses that year were to Corey Clark, who was a starter, and in the room with him, and Nico Megalutis, and then there was the one where he got pinned. Do you guys remember where he got decked by Sam Kale. Kale? Yeah. That was oh, wild. that's right. Yeah. That and then was we, li we listened to that interview that Mike Evans did after that match where he's like, you can't be going out there and getting wing-dinged, and you definitely – can't go out there and get winged in twice talking about that. <laughs> that match. was the craziest dual meet I've ever that, that dual meet. I mean, you know, when you, you do pickums or whatever. Yeah. That one, everything was opposite. That was the strangest dual meet I've ever been at. That was Ness St. John. St. John was winning and uh, he Telford, got... Telford Nelson. I, I think Telford won that match. He did. Did he? I, yes. Just a weird. And Mike Evans, another guy who showed no improvement whatsoever. Ah, uh, well, 
if you look at his freshman year, he for sure got better from from then. Mm, he did not have a good freshman know. season. I mean, Maybe. he had a fine freshman season, but he he did not. I play think season. one of the uh, no, one of the Dardanes got beat too. What'd you say? I think one of the Dardanes got got beat by an Iowa guy. That was just a weird. Every match was like you would have never predicted it. Yeah, that was a wild. And it wasn't like one match in the duel. It was like four, probably four of them. Yeah, that place went silent. I mean, when Brand Kale pinned Gilman, I have never, I've never heard Carver that quiet. I've never heard, or I've never felt the wind of a big time duel just vanish. It was just yeah. gone. It was a Saturday afternoon. That's weird. Saturday afternoon duel. Yeah, it was a Saturday afternoon duel. Okay, um, so that's Iowa. How do they get places as a team? First. First. Yes. There it is. Hawkeye champs. Um, Penn State has got to get eight. Eight? Eight? <laughs> <laughs> Nittany Lion hater Caleb. Come on, bro. They are. We're live. They're going to get caught for steroids. They're going to get caught for steroids. Come on. Stop, Caleb. Uh, um, All right. Michael Broman in the YouTube chat, he's got he's low intellect, so he's he's trying to debate Whoa. me. Whoa. Uh, <laughs> uh, and got yes, my senior year, um, I was maybe slightly better than my junior. My junior year was so good statistically, it's really hard to improve on that. Uh, as with uh, a Storaki, uh, probably similar, but yeah, I would probably say Storaki didn't get all that much better. Um, but thanks, Michael, for the attempt. You don't think Starachi got better last year compared to his freshman? We got, a, we got a little bit, a little bit, but he was already performing at a really high level two years ago. Yeah. Um, Obviously, yeah, I mean, when you get to a really high level, like when you're winning national titles, um, it's hard. It's hard to make huge, gigantic jumps. But like, if you look at say my sophomore year and the match scores versus my junior year, senior, or you look at my freshman year. Versus my junior year or senior year, or you'll give my I mean, redshirt year is preposterous. Like I was losing to B two D three guys, right? Um, <laughs> you know, but then so, so if you look at I mean, like, and listen, don't call me a Penn State. It's funny because some people call me a Penn State hater, right? But uh, Penn State, uh, they've had guys, you know, a Bo, Bo Nickel, great example, right? He the redshirt year, like he's really good, um, but he has some losses. His his true freshman year, really good, but he has some losses. And then by a couple years later, they're just on a different level. Like they're playing on a different field at that point in time. And they've, they've done that with quite a few guys. And then you'll get some other programs and, and take guys who aren't, aren't nearly as good. Um, and all of a sudden they're competing at an all American level. Right. But, um, you know, Iowa, I don't know. Uh, I think, now they, I think you take, hold on, wait, so look, can I finish this one statement? Can I yeah. One statement? Iowa, they, they, they get really high level recruiting classes and they do a really good job, but, the rate of improvement once they get to this kind of base level of like say we'll say six through twelve, um, it doesn't really happen that much. So I, I think for a basis of comparison, you just, you just have to remove Penn State, and then look how does Iowa compare to like the rest of the NCA landscape? Because what Penn State is doing and has done is is it's rare with, without it's precedent rare. apart from Gable, and even there's there's you know. Other than that era, we really haven't seen anything like it. So yeah. if you compare them to the Missouri's, the Ohio State's, the the Arizona State's, Michigan, I think their rate of improvement is pretty pretty freaking similar. Um, mm, I disagree, but 
Uh, you're welcome to that view. Welcome I think you would have a hard. I think you would have a hard time. Uh, finding. Yeah, Penn State maybe. throws the equation out of whack. Yes, for sure, for sure. Okay, uh, nine thirty. Let's keep going. So let's do let's do uh, Northwestern here. Let's talk about their team. So right now their lineup looks like Michael D'Agostino, Chris hey, Cannon. That's a team that made some improvement last year. Oh Talk boy, improvement. Uh, Frankie Talshahar, Yaya Thomas, uh, Chumbley or Mayfield at fifty-seven, I think. Ferrante sixty-five, Fisher seventy-four, Jack Jessen's back eighty-four, one ninety-seven. Andrew Davison, heavyweight <coughs> Luke Lucas Davison. Um, so they are ranked tenth. What is this team's uh, max upside? We think. How high could they place? Oh uh, well, great. now we're saying is was the NCAAs last year because they did incredibly well. Was it an sixth. anomaly or um, is is Stornell onto something here? And he's you know figured out how to make these guys consistently a lot better. I think the only ones I feel really good about all Americaning uh, would be Diego Snow Cannon and Davis, which maybe that's an obvious statement. Um, yeah, yeah, he's on the team roller coaster. Um, so I don't feel comfortable about him. Yeah, yeah, coaster. Um, yeah, yeah, coaster. Um, yeah, so we'll, we'll see if they continue to make improvements because they obviously made some big ones going into NCAAs last year. Yeah, so I, it could go, you know, D'Agostino, Cannon, I feel like could go either way if they place again, right? As good as D'Agostino was last year, like he'll, he'll be in losable, winnable matches. Uh, throughout the NCAA tournament, Cannon kind of similar. Like them both, would probably pick them both to place, but they could very reasonably not. And so with that, they. Could, uh, but if you're thinking max upside, how high could D'Agostino get fourth again? Could Cannon get sixth? Could Davison be third or fourth? That's possible. And then if Yaya can recapture some of the magic, you know, maybe they can. Yaya magic, let's go. Can they get fifth? You know, can they get six again? Oof, I, I don't know. I'm tough. betting against it. I'm betting against it. If but what did, I have to bet. Yeah. They yeah. took six, though, with a chance. With, with 23 points from Ryan Deacon. So I think yeah. not likely. Um, Never know, I think, though. I mean, Lucas Davidson is someone who you saw, uh, in my opinion, made a lot of improvement. Um, Michael D'Agostino, same thing. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, that it, there's – you guys know about regression to the mean. A lot of me, part of yeah. me says there's going to be a regression to the mean here. Um, otherwise, obviously, yeah, maybe maybe we see just a continued improvement. But I, I think it's probably more likely the first one. Yeah, I think I, mean, I that think was the program that should have been taught, and it was. I mean, we talked about it a little bit, but the job Matt Storney although has done with, I mean, that's a different playing field with, with what he's doing at Northwestern. I think I saw something. Might have been a flow article. Might have been a, a tweet for Matt himself that they did not have um, <clears throat> one point at the national tournament last year from a transfer. Whoa, Northwestern didn't. I believe I read that someplace. I mean, I just think he. Well, they have such a small roster that it is yeah. hard for them to make the moves that other people make. Meanwhile, don't they, they cap it at like nineteen? It's small. I thought it was like twenty three, but yeah, yeah I mean, it's it was like twenty two, something like that. I mean, um, them placing top 10, I mean, I'm – and I know Coach Storniolo signed an extension, I believe, last year during the season, I believe. But uh, he's he is good. I mean, he's just, they're just consistent. They're really good. I, I think it's awesome. 
I think it's awesome that Northwestern's had the success they've had. Yeah. But it's um, going to be tough to do that again. I mean, like you guys said, you take Deacon out, D'Augustino at 125, those guys just beat each other up. Uh, Davison, you know, heavyweight still really, really good. It's it's going to be tough. I mean, if they do what they did, I would say this, if they do what they did last year, I think that'd be really impressive. I wouldn't, I wouldn't anticipate that, but I feel like eighth is like max upside for this team. Um, that that'd yeah. be really impressive because there's not a lot of room for improvement in their current rankings points that they're getting, other than really Yaya or some real development that maybe is tough to predict. So how many AAs? I think I'll set the over under at two and a half. Oh, two and a half. Uh, let me look at one. Let me look at the composition of one thirty three one more time. Over, I, I'd probably take the over. I, I'd, I'd say three. Yeah. If I was sitting an over under, I'd take three. So if you're two and a half, I definitely take the over. Um, I, I take the over I too. I'm gonna go. Hmm, but if we go three and a half, I'm definitely taking under. Yeah, that's a scarier number. Yeah, I think three is the number. Yeah, I'm gonna say over. I'm gonna say three. Cool. All right, we're high on them. Higher, lower than current ranking? I think lower. Yeah, lower. They got some heat behind them. Because it's because they performed so well at NCAs last yeah, year. Yeah, they do. Yeah. Um, better duel or tournament? I think tournament team for sure. Even though they don't have like the uh I don't think maybe fifty seven will be their weakest weight or sixty five, but they're not gonna be Chumbly's not bad. Yeah, they're not gonna be Chumbly. Yeah, they'll, they'll, they'll keep themselves in dual meets. Ferranti's not great. Fisher's not great. Justin's not great. They're going to take a lot of losses during those three weights. Yeah, Andrew Davison's like, all right. So, I mean, they got, they got four kind of weights where they're not super great at. It's definitely a better uh, tournament team, in my yes, opinion. 100%. Yeah. 100%. Okay. Uh, let's go to uh, Goal for Nation. They got a good oh. team there. It's already almost nine forty. Do we want to get this? Um... Oh, oh yeah. shoot, nine forty. <laughs> yeah. Okay, yeah. We're having Go too ahead. much fun here. I know, man. If we ask this question here that I just clicked, it will be the end of the show. But we can do it. Yeah, this it is be... this what? is true. Go for it. All right, the real Avery Lynch, top five eighties bands. Shane, let's do three. Oh hell no! All right, I'm gonna leave. I'm no, <laughs> Ben, just be a sport. Uh, man, this is. I'm just gonna go. I'm just going make this real quick. I'd have to really don't don't hold me to this necessarily, but I'm. You, you got to go. Journey. Wow. Journey. Open Van arms. Halen. Uh, I think I'd probably throw Tears for Fears in that mix. No uh, kidding. The police. The police would definitely be in. There's four. There's four great ones that I just gave you. What's Queen? Yeah. Is Queen considered '80s? I know they had a little seventies. Uh, yeah, they could be. I think of them as more seventies. I, I kind of. I'll put them in. Yeah, they were they were rolling in the eighties big time. They'd be yeah. my number one. Number They're one. good. They're good. Um, okay. And then I'd go ACDC, but that's that. I mean that they they cover a bunch of different decades, but yeah. Great music, man. Gosh, the eighties were so good. <laughs> Phil Collins, Genesis, man. Be hard yeah, to pick a top five. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, what about um, Kadi Magomedov says, I want to test yours against you. And he's holding up Jordan Burroughs' shoe. This he is wants... awesome. I love it. You know what I was thinking about, Christian? I was thinking about how the Russians get to compete in mixed martial arts still. 
No one's got an issue with that. Makachev just won a belt. Peter Yan fought. Uh, why Why does no one have an issue with that? They won't let him wrestle. Islam was actually fight. talking about this on Instagram. What do you say? Oh, really? He, yeah, he put it on his story and he said, location. Oh. oh he was ta- I thought you were talking about what Ben was talking about, but that's not what you mean? Oh, no, he's not talking about okay. being allowed to, to fight. He was talking about kind of making made up. Yeah, Burrows. I don't. It is a fair point. I don't know. Like, because Aren't there the Ru- UFC in the NHL? Well, it's because the the UFC the IOC theoretically is like a nonprofit organization, so they are and it's an. So you, I know what you're saying, JD. I the know UFC, what you're saying. The UFC is the UFC cares about money. Like they're not just gonna. No, you're saying Flo should put on a card with this this match. Well, That's what you're saying. That, tremendous, yes. great that idea. Would be, that would be tremendous. Yes. Um. I, I would be all for that, but the IOC has Let's to uphold. Um, yeah, because and also like an appearance. The, the and difference it's a worldwide. Yeah, the difference is they're representing the nation. Like Islam is not yeah. representing. He is Russian, but it's not like he's like a team, a Russian representation. It's Islam it's versus Christian. Charles Oliver. What it's do you Russia think about my Israel. idea? Yeah, it'd be sick. I mean, I I want to do this round robin. I want it goes seventy nine kilograms. Burroughs versus Cotty, Dake versus Cotty, Burroughs versus Dake at 79. Maybe throw Sutter Cup in the mix while we're at it. He can stay home. <laughs> <laughs> I like my because it's a it's a little it's a little crowded. Um. So yeah, that's my thought. I think that would be fire. And I think I would take yeah. I think Burroughs can beat Cotty. I think Dake can too. Okay. Um. Why do Russians in the UFC have the best gas tanks, but Russians in wrestling gas in a minute? I I saw this. This is Cole Baumgartner uh, out of Mizzou. Bummy. That it's a very interesting question. It is because yeah, Khabib always had an outstanding gas tank, and the Russians don't gas as bad as they used to. <laughs> I mean, Junior World, some of these dudes want to fall over, right? But yeah, uh, Worlds, uh, they generally do get more tired. I have no idea. I, I have no good answers. Was I have zero good answers? Do you have any good answers, Christian? I mean, it is a different sport, um, but same concept though. I don't know. You get a it's similar. I mean, I don't. I don't know, Ben. Um, I think they're equally as hard. I mean, I think fighting's a little easier um, than wrestling from a cardio standpoint, but you're fighting longer, right? So I think they're relatively relatively equivalent. You're fighting there fifteen or twenty five minutes. You're wrestling six. Wrestling is more intense, compact time frame, but because you're fighting more, they take roughly the same amount of cardio, in my opinion. Maybe it's because... So in freestyle, there's no... You're never really just hanging out. Like, you can hang out in folk style. You can spend a minute and a half, three minutes on top. Really conserve Wait, a lot. Folk style? Folk, no, folk style is harder, harder from a cardio perspective. Come on, Christian. Are you messing with me right now? Well, no. Yeah, folk style is harder. But what I said right. is folk true. Folk style is much harder cardio-wise than freestyle. Sure. But what I'm saying is if you're if you're a dominant top wrestler, you can do a lot to conserve energy and not expend as much. Whereas in freestyle... I, I see your argument here, Christian. But if you, I think if you were just to look at from wrestlers, like the, the more fast twitch guys, the guys who do not have as much cardio generally have more success in freestyle than folk style mm-hmm. so i guess my my point here is 
if you, these guys, the Russians get on top and can like just pulverize the guys, they're, they're able to conserve more that way. No, but it's hard. It's hard. I, 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 mean, I, I pulverized guys for a long time on top and it's, uh, it's still exhausting. Very tired. Still, yeah. I mean, I don't know. I'm not an MMA expert. Because you got to pulverize them for a long time. Yeah. It's much easier when you just strangle them. I think the Russian Russians gassing thing is a bit blown out of proportion. Like, name one of their good guys that really gasses. I feel like we've um, seen Rashidov fall off before. Um, yeah, that's happened. But this is like one guy who we're like, eh, hey, maybe he has a little bit. Like, but yeah, you can say the same thing about Americans. Yeah, they are better though than they have. I mean, uh, who's our favorite? He's Russian. Musakaya. Musakaya. But he doesn't compete. Musakaya. He's Russian. Don't call him Hungarian. Um, yeah, that's that's a fair point. Fair He's point. also an anomaly where he is like the worst of the worst. Yeah. Gassers. Um, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but I guess like Sidikov has a good tank. Uh, said July, have you never seen him really pushed uh, to where he gets tired? But it's hard to push him, obviously. Said kind of broken um, in twenty seventeen a little bit. Yeah, I guess you could say 2017. Um, didn't Ugev get really tired against Gilman in the Olympic finals? Uh, or not the finals, but the well, Olympics. He also beat him in the last second, though. Yeah. But I feel like he was, like, really exhausted. Maybe it's more junior worlds. I- I've actually thought about this, and I haven't put enough time Maybe to Maybe it's more veteran this. worlds. This is off cup. <laughs> but I thought, what if, like, they don't focus on that till they're older? There's also a difference. Sorry, Ben. Some of those dudes in junior worlds just fall over. Yeah, and that's the thing versus just being really tired, like noticeably tired, but still being able to wrestle, which is what a lot of them, versus like just falling off a cliff and your performance suffers. Like, I feel like we don't see that too much from their best. There's a guy who doesn't gas out. Mark Bader just walked in. He doesn't know how to, <laughs> he doesn't know how to get tired. You're on camera, Bader. There you go. CDP? That's CDP. He doesn't get tired either. Two, two good gas tanks there on the what back table. Astros player? I've been an Astros player for three years. Now. Yeah. Whatever. Go Cardinals. Go Cardinals. <laughs> All right. It is 946. Oh, we're late. I got a P also. P and Ben Askren, they call them. Guys, right. how great is it? It's folk style season. Raise the roof. This Let's go. fantastic. Mark so Bader, leave that child alone. Leave that child alone. Thank you guys so much. We'll be back tomorrow previewing the weekend all kinds of fun we'll see you guys then but you won't be here tomorrow who's it gonna be just me and jd david bray douglas david douglas bray good douglas all right see you then goodbye thank you